So the OKX exchange uh, CEO then kind of responded by saying that basically said, hey, CZ, technically Kafka is a message queue system for log. It's not enough for trading system. Thus, the broker problem will always occur. Need help? Question mark. And then <laughs> CZ blocked him. And I was... <laughs> All right, what is going on, basic bitches? It is Brent and Adam, and I can say basic bitches because Kareem isn't on the show, and he won't yell at me. Welcome to Crypto News Friday. How are you doing tonight, Adam? Pretty good. Just, uh, yeah, we're we're recording on a Friday, and yeah. uh, we're just looking to get into it. We've got some interesting stuff. Uh, we're all kind of just looking, keeping a, a, a close eye on coronavirus and a bunch of other stories, and we're gonna get we're going to talk about it. Talk yeah, about it is, normally this is flagship Friday, but we've released this thing on Saturdays and Sundays so often that at this point, I don't know, we're gonna have to, we're gonna wow. have to change the name. I'm I move I moved uh, across town, so that kind of was you know causing a few weeks where it's a little off. And Brent's been doing other stuff, and Kareem's been out gallivanting wherever he is. So yeah, I mean you know, we, yeah, he's some music <laughs> festival or something. Flagship uh, weekend. <laughs> yeah, I uh I had some medical issues that were not coronavirus related and now the Wild Foods team is like convinced I have coronavirus just because I like had a day basically where I didn't work and I've never called in sick before and they were like, "Well, what's going on?" It was absolutely nothing <laughs> to do with coronavirus, but everybody's convinced I have it now, so we'll talk about that later. But before we get to the coronavirus and also I'm going to do a little teaser here. We have a long story about Justin Sun on this episode. We're going to be talking about how he's trying to pull a hostile takeover. It's going to be really cool. So stick around for that. But before we do, I think it's time to cover the stories that we can cover quickly in the rapid fire section. Yep. And uh, me, I'll take the reins on the rapid fire. So right off the bat, India, you know, the second biggest country on the planet, has actually unbanned cryptocurrency. And this is this is great. This is big news. I mean, now India is ready to jump on board. And that's just great news for the overall, uh, you know, sentiment of cryptocurrency. Um, now banks can actually operate, uh, you know, in India. I don't I don't, you know, using cryptocurrency. I feel like they're probably still a ways away from, you know, it actually getting implemented. But, you know, now it, it's nice when the when you hear the government's like, hey, you can do this. This is no longer illegal. So the general Brahmin finally was able to get his legislation passed in in India from abroad, and and now it was it's been taken care of. So no, nah, I mean like that's kind of weird that there was a ban in the first place, but I'm proud of them. I don't know what the implications are of the ban being lifted. I don't know if it's like immediate, like there's people mining Bitcoin right now in India, but welcome all of our new listeners from India. Yeah. I mean, you know, China banned it for uh, a bit off and on. Uh, America banned ads, uh, crypto ads for a bit. You know, it's just more of like, I think banning is just sometimes used as a tactic to try to get these things under control. Yeah. You got to test it out once in a while. You got to be like, what's it going to be? What's it going to feel like if I tell these people they can't do something? Yeah. And, you know, managers work. The government gets a bunch of down votes. Maybe we'll unban it. I don't know. Um, (laughs) So, 
Now we're moving on to Robin Hood, who definitely got a bunch of down votes this past week because they use a tactic that we saw during the bull season of 2017, where on Monday and Tuesday after weekend, uh, by the way, Robin Hood is a, you know, it's an exchange. It's a place you can, you know, trade stocks. They have crypto. Oh, yeah. And crypto if you want. But uh, after, uh, you know, the weekend and after the previous days of just the stock market getting crushed Monday and Tuesday, there was or sorry, on Monday and Tuesday, when the the market reopened, Robinhood went down conveniently enough. Uh, Yeah, I mean, maybe there might have, you know, been too much traffic and they just couldn't handle it. But it's always very convenient when these things uh, coincidental when these things go down, you know, oh, wait. Bitcoin's going down and everyone wants to cash out from Coinbase or wherever else. And all of a sudden now it's down. It's kind of one of those things where maybe some of it is issues with scaling or dealing with so many users all at once trying to cash out. Or maybe it's a little bit of something else because it's ultimately. Yeah, I mean, so Robinhood kind of got there were a lot of angry customers on Monday and Tuesday from them. I've seen some data that shows that like Binance goes into unscheduled maintenance at the all time highs a lot. And it's probably related to like a giant group of people FOMOing at the same time and, and all using a platform and testing its limits. And then it hits its limits. I, I don't know that there's like a conspiracy in the background trying to shut this stuff down, but I mean, <laughs> the, the economy is uh, the traditional economy, not our crypto economy is in kind of a spiral here. So, um, not entirely unexpected. Obviously, the the coronavirus is probably spurring just overall fears because you can see what kind of effect this is going to have on the economy. We'll get into more of that later. But the recession indicators, I wish Kareem was here to talk about this, but the, there are a lot of recession indicators that were there already. So that's why it, it, maybe coronavirus was the straw that broke the camel's back. But I don't know, not being sky's folly here, but traditional markets are... I don't know. There were a lot of band-aids on those traditional markets and yeah, they I mean, ripped them off. I, I've been feeling kind of similarly regarding that. Um, there's just going to be a lot of, you know, fallout from it. A lot of people staying inside, but also maybe like I was actually, I saw a little clip. Um, someone talk about how maybe like Dave and Buster's is down a bunch this week, but Domino's is crushing, you know, like Domino's was yep. maybe already doing well. So there's like, you know, there's always going to be ebbs and flows in different ways. Um, but yeah, I would definitely be prepared for, you know, some sort of downward tick for a bit. No better way to avoid the coronavirus, Adam, than having somebody toss your bread with their bare hands and then delivering it to you hand to hand before you eat it. No better way. We're not financial advisors just to clarify, but we have seen, you know, uh, a a little bit of a downturn in the stock market and moving on currently correlated though, with the crypto markets, we are. We had a little bit of a downswing, but uh, I would say that Bitcoin is not necessarily reverse correlated with the standard markets right now, but it's it's not lockstep. Like the I've been enjoying sending chats to my friends who tell me how stupid Bitcoin is, uh, where I'm like, hey, how's a how's a Dow doing today, guys? And I send them a little green from uh, from Bitcoin. <laughs> but I also would not say that it's it's inversely correlated because no, it's definitely not uh, inverse. Coronavirus is just bad for everything. I think yeah. uh, I don't necessarily think. Oh, wait, coronavirus! We all got to get it into. It's more like 
the reason why having Bitcoin as a you know store of value would be great is if you know there's a collapse with you know fiat currency or something. It's a little different when it's just like uh, forcing all businesses to kind of slow down the economy. Yeah, but we do have speaking of you know businesses that are um, you know always moving. Elon Musk, uh, you know, he said that. Uh, sorry, I'm going to pronounce it right. Dogecoin is the best cryptocurrency. Oh, okay. Um, uh, like, it, obviously, the thing is, if you follow Twitter, uh, his Twitter account, it's generally trolly. It used to be a little more serious, but I think at some point when Elon breathes on Twitter, he could just mash out a bunch of, you know, keyboard mash, 240 characters. He'll get like 50,000 likes. So yeah. I feel like once he realized that, he started taking it a little uh, seriously. And on... um. I guess he tweeted something that was basically like, like it was, it said Elon Musk dogs rock. And it's just a picture of some dog turning three. And then above it, it's just a meme that says he, he, and I have no concept of numbers. And then Elon Musk uh, after that replied, they have the best coin. So it's like, Kind of, uh, you know, roundabout. They have the best coin. Wow, that's 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 stretching it to say to say that Doge was the best cryptocurrency. I, I know, I know, but uh, it's a little clickbaity of a title, but it's still just kind of like, I mean, yeah, I guess it's a bit of a stretch, but I just thought it was funny that Elon Musk was like referring to that. Yeah, I'm sure he loves. Just, I, I'd be curious to know what he really thinks about the cryptocurrency. You know space yeah i don't know if he's really spoke too much too publicly about it uh or at least in depth beyond like mentioning something about bitcoin so now we're moving on to Chainlink, which has been you know i think what they we ha- they had that uh deal with google last year that was or a partnership with google that was kind of a partnership with google but wasn't really you remember right. that i do remember that yep and uh but so they partnered with Chili's, where you remember a couple of weeks ago, the guy who used to formerly be in poker, Alex Dreyfus, who now runs Chili's. Uh, right. Not then. like my baby back rims. Yeah, not like them. I no. think it was on the. Yeah, well, they're going to automatically mint tokens for teams like FC Barcelona, which is what we referred to last uh, last uh, podcast. And also Chili's will be partnering with the Dota 2 squad OG to launch a fan token on Socios. So I get, I, I can't really keep up with which one is which, like Chili's or Socios. I don't know. I know they're affiliated. And I think you just go to Socios if you want to have like a fan token for, you know, and be able to do fun stuff with, you know, like remember back uh, maybe a year ago, they had Juventus. You could vote for the dance um, yep, that they I made after scoring that. goals. So, I feel like so we've even talked about this on a show before. I can't remember though. Yeah, um, yeah, no, we definitely mentioned that. Um, but so it's just interesting seeing these teams kind of trying to get involved with crypto and make uh, the fan experience a little more enjoyable. I'd also like to, uh, <clears throat> you know, have a mention here of how terrible Chili's is. You know, that's. Uh, Want, I just want all Americans. I don't know if Chili's no, 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 no. Skillet queso is unreal, and also you used they used to have buy one get one free drinks like happy hour forever. I'm pretty sure, and it's just the skillet queso is better than any type. I mean, there really are not many quesos I've had that are better. 
maybe Moe's. And allegedly Mo's Chipotle up their queso. Moe's queso, queso is terrible. No, they so. apparently they changed their queso and made it better. So oh. we have to try it now. Okay, yeah, I, Mo's, I have to give it another chance. <laughs> yeah. It but, was I mean, awful. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how bad that was. Yeah. But it uh, is, anyway. I haven't been to Chili's in a long time. But, you know. So Chili's sucks. But you know what is good, Adam? What? Wild Foods. Oh, wild Foods make oh, some great food, food. Of course. And they make it from small farms around the world where they get their ingredients. And they they don't, you know, put it into a skillet. Unless you want to. I guess you could put some you could put some pink salt on your steak before you put it in your cast iron skillet, which is how I cook my steak. Wild Foods pink salt. Now I haven't really cooked steak my whole life. Colin taught me, the founder and CEO of Wild Foods, how to cook steak. So now I'm doing it basically every day. And I'm doing it with wild pink salt on the outside, kind of like making that crust. Get your electrolytes with the pink salt and everything. I'm going to let you guys in on a secret. Right now, if you order from the website, wildfoods.co, because we have an excess amount of pink salt and we happen to be moving out of a location, we have decided that every order, $50 or more is getting a bag of pink salt, but we're not really telling anybody that. We're just throwing it in there. So if you put it in order... $50 $50 gets you to free shipping, and you're getting a full 8-ounce bag of pink salt. Normally, we charge like 10 bucks for that or something like that. I don't know. And it's good. So, wildfoods.co, use right CryptoBasic12 to, to get in there and, and get your to get your bag of 8-ounce pink salt. You can even put it in the comments there. Brent said we could have pink salt. There that you go. It'll work. <laughs> All right. So, we're getting into the main stories. Like I said, we've got a doozy coming up here about Justin Sun, but we're not getting there just yet. Adam, why don't you tell us about how we can buy a stake in a professional athlete? Because I want to buy some Johnny Manziel stakes. All right. Well, I think you might not like buying Johnny Manziel stakes. I'm not even sure he's still in the CFL, let alone the NFL. How did he Uh, not get into the XFL? Uh, Jesus, what a... I don't know. But so... Spencer Didwitty, I remember he was on, we might have mentioned this a year ago, he wanted his contract to be tokenized. And uh, it like kind of went through some, like, they weren't sure if he was going to be able to do it. Then the NBA was like, you know, like initially they were going to do it. Then NBA was like, no, 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 we got to figure this out. And, uh, but eventually they are, I think he's moving forward with it still. And it's pretty cool. You can invest in his contract and it's called the professional athlete investment token paint with, uh, and it'll tokenize 13 million of his $34 million NBA contract. And you can use something called the SD eight token. It's an Ethereum based (laughs) token. Never really heard of it. Um, I guess it's now they changed it. That's his name. Oh, whoa, the, there number. we go. I was okay. Yeah, Spencer did. Oh, here's the thing. He had to change it because of uh, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah. So he went from SD8 to SD26. I thought it was like an ERC 1150. When I read it, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I've ever heard of this. I don't know, but cool. Maybe you know, Brent. But yeah, so it'll allow him to earn cash up front from investors and repay them with interest. And then, uh, I mean, it seems like an interesting idea. For him, and what do you think about it, Brent? Uh, it, it's interesting. So you're putting your trust in the player. It sounds like to to pay you out. I, I'd have to look more into this to see how it works. But 
if he's saying my contract is $13 million, but I would like $13 million worth of Ethereum right now, and I'll pay you out. To, I'm not sure. Or is he paying in Ethereum? I don't know. I'd have to look more into it, but it's kind of cool to invest in a player. If there's any, like, if his contract goes up, do you make more money? Or is this just like a collateralized loan to him more or less? So it says that you he would offer the token as a three-year bond, which would pay out interest of 4.95% on a monthly basis. And there will be 90 tokens issues with a minimum buy-in of 150K. <laughs> yeah. The group of and if all of those are sold, the group of investors would stand to collectively earn two million dollars in profits. I guess. Damn. Yeah. Damn. He's he's being he's being his own bank. Literally, he's like, guys, I'll pay interest to uh, hold your money here. So I don't. Know, this is a, it's pretty smart. Pretty cool. I wonder how many sold. Yeah. Uh. I, I did. Fu- so it's it's also the platform that he's creating is called Dream Fair and Shares. We'll keep you updated on you know if they sell. I I don't think it's actually happened yet, but it will at some point. And uh, Spencer Didwitty is on the Brooklyn Nets. I actually played a little bit of daily fantasy sports this year for the NBA and rostered him a few times. And it it seems like he's kind of the player that is he's improved a lot over the past few years. But he's still it's weird because he's on a team with Kyrie Irving and they're like Kyrie's when Kyrie's out for the year right now. So Spencer, it's probably going to be beneficial for Spencer. But yeah, I'm not sure if I would invest if I had the money to do that to, you know, uh, with him specifically. But he's we'll see how a it goes. Good player. It's thirty four million dollar contract. That's not oh, no, that's no, not he's like de- jump chain for NBA. Well, do you know how NBA contracts have like ballooned recently? It's like people are getting paid 30, 35 million dollars a year, and they used to be getting paid like max 20, 25 or something. Uh, I think two years ago it became absurd. Like people are getting like $250 million contracts for 10 years, um, maybe less. And uh, I think the guy who had the most was Mike Conley, and he's now a backup. Like he 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 got some crazy deal from the Memphis Grizzlies compared to what they used to do. It was actually like the the record for the the highest paying contract. It was 153 million for five years, and then that is the agent you want. Folks. And then he got traded the very next season and is now a backup for the Utah Jazz. And the very next day, so, they traded me away and tanked their competitors' cap space. So think about it. If you had invested in Mike Conley through a token, you would be getting wrecked. <laughs> yep. So that's but the thing like is, is investing that, in the Dow Jones Industrial yeah. Average in the last couple but of weeks. I will. I will say that uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. I think he's only been in the NBA for four or five seasons. So he has a f- and generally, as you're improving, or sorry, generally in the NBA, the progression is like I think by the seventh or eighth year is when you kind of top out and you level off for a few years before you kind of downturn. So there might be some upside there. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Well, let's move on from the NBA SD26 to the real world in the COVID-19. That was kind of a forced transition. But as we are still in coronavirus hype phase, We've got a couple of quick stories about coronavirus, but since we're here, have you made any different preparations since we talked about this last week? 
Well, I just got some emergency today, um, which is like a small one. But I, I would not be going to. My friends are actually going to a festival this weekend. I would, I would not, not be going to, to that Kurt music Kareem festival. Went music festival this weekend. Um, that's. I'm not being particularly like paranoid about this, but a music festival is just. I don't know. That seems like a bad idea. Yeah, um, like I, I just think that the more I, I learn about the way that this virus interacts, it's like it's not necessarily that it's going to be fatal to a- anyone. Like I think even the 30 to 39 demographic, which is what we are, it's like 0.4% mortality rate. And that's based on the people that are ex- in extreme need of testing, if that makes sense. So like, yeah, or actually, maybe that's how it is in the US, but the overall mortality rate is still pretty low for us but i don't necessarily want to just inherit the coronavirus you know like i don't i don't want to just go to a music festival where people are coming in from out of town like like they canceled south by southwest they've canceled ultra they canceled i think bitcoin 2020 which is in two weeks canceled the game developers conference rocket league uh championship in a few months like there's a lot of stuff being canceled i think the um league of legends championship series you can't uh, they just released it today. Like, uh, can you tell I'm in esports? But <laughs> they said you can't. The competitors can't high five the fans anymore. Like stuff That's like that. Super smart. So yeah, it's just it's some of these things that you have to kind of be a jerk about because people just don't do them, and people have built like some seriously bad habits. The <laughs> somebody was being a spokesperson for something. It's a meme out there where they were saying. In order to help with the coronavirus, you need to make sure to wash your hands, blah, blah, blah. Don't touch your face. Uh, d- don't put your fingers in your mouth. Don't touch, put your fingers in your eyes or your nose. And then they proceed to lick their finger so that they can cha- turn the page for the speech that they're reading. <laughs> it was it was too good to be true. But um, I'm still both the voice of reason and the voice of alarm here. Uh, I am go- So our board meeting was canceled for Wild Foods. We have a board meeting next week in New York. And I'm still going to take the trip to New York. So because I had our board meetings on Tuesday and Wednesday, I was going to go ahead and do uh, Thursday and Friday as like a thing in New York with my girlfriend. And, I, you know, I'm going to wear the mask on the plane. I'm going to bring some disinfecting wipes, but and I'm just going to wash my hands, man. That's like that's what I'm going to be doing. So I think if you take those precautions and you really take it seriously, you're in a much better scenario. Um, if you, and, and I, and again, I told, I said last week, I have a bunch of food, you know, I got cold medicine was interesting. It, there was a difficult one to find. Um, most they're like NyQuil and stuff is gone, which it doesn't really help COVID, but it helps if you get a cold. So if everybody's going to be buying it, you better stock up, you know? Yeah. Anyway. So that's, uh, that's the update on the pseudo rational brain of Brent in the, COVID-19 space. I mean, I, I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty on point, to be honest. And and I'm generally more on the, oh, it'll be fine kind of thing. This isn't a big deal. And this seems like this is reasonably, I mean, should be, a, you should be concerned for it. The U.S. is both handling over, it but. shitty and not shitty at the same time. So canceling things like South by Southwest have a massive effect on the GDP, especially a place like Austin here. But the at the same time, they're not really testing anybody unless they have some seriously insane symptoms. So 
Yeah. It's it's kind of all over the place with the U.S. response. I mean, some a place like South Korea has tons of cases, but they have drive-through centers where you can go get tested. So, yeah, so. for free. So it's very it's very strange. Um, watching each country's different response, uh, I'm hoping that it does die down. I mean, it, it stopped the exponential rate in China. So, but it looks like it's starting that exponential rate everywhere else. If you look at the graphs, I I do think that I saw Trump might have signed a six billion dollar bill or something. There's six billion dollars involved for coronavirus today, but I didn't really look get a chance to look into it or anything. He also said it was a hoax and told people to go to work. So, like, I I I know, but I think I think he, you know, he's. We'll we'll see if that changes. Uh, I think he's learning slowly, all very slowly. and right. the so tell me how com- this relates to crypto, Adam. Okay, so the Fed is quarantining some cash to fight coronavirus, which is one interesting thing. Um, just hey, yeah, don't you can't catch germs from your Bitcoin. Just mention, yeah, it. there you go. And then another thing, someone made a Corona token because just because crypto, like there's always <laughs> this just yeah. Um, it's liter. It's backed by proof of death. So oh, it, was, it was someone uh, on like the Forbes. opposite of banana or Doge. Yeah, someone on Fortune developed it. Um, it's only available on the Saturn network, which is like a D-list exchange. I don't even know. I mean, uh, that that at least that's what the article said. And then the guy like kind of went into how it was to purchase some. I didn't, you know, but that's just kind of crazy. Obviously, someone had to do it. God. Yeah. And just wash your hands. Let's just, you know, stay, stay, just be smart. It kind of feels like, you know, when I was keto for a bit, it would be annoying to go out and eat and be like, oh, wait, I actually need this and that. I don't want to go here. I don't want to do this. And, but it's like, I am on a diet and I really like being on this diet. So I have to, you know, act and be annoying to everyone else around me because this diet is kind of annoying and it's kind of the same situation where like yeah sorry i don't really want to shake your hand right now yeah no, maybe i literally jump back from people trying to shake my hand in the last week. yeah like let's just stop doing this stop doing that we just kind of have to stop going about the normal ways that we interact with people in our daily lives uh and yeah if we have to and i'm hoping it's all overblown hype i hope that this is yeah. like it dies out in the next couple of weeks and it, it seems ridiculous because that's the thing. Like all the people who are like, ah, it's a hoax. They're going to be right if the measures that we take work. It will be a hoax if everybody washes their damn hands and like doesn't shake hands and all that stuff. But yeah, please let it be a hoax. We hope yeah. it's a hoax. Um, so but that's kind of it for coronavirus. Let's go to the, the the meat and bones, the main course of this podcast, the Justin Sun drama with Steemit, which is, I mean, is seems like a mess. You want to delve into yeah, this? I had no idea this had gotten this out of hand. So, all right. I'm going to do a little. So we saw Justin purchase Steemit a while back. Steemit. And I remember saying, like, why would he buy an app? That's built on top of another blockchain that like he, he has Tron. Like, what does he want to do? Just copy the app. He could just do that. He's already shown that he steals shit. So why did he purchase it? Uh, I, so it turns out the reason he purchased it may have been that he had a plan to take over the steam blockchain with what is what he purchased. So apparently he got access to like private keys 
of Steam it by purchasing it, which has some of the Steam coin. Now, I'm going to do a quick little recap of what Steam is. You want to learn the full amount? We do have a 101 on the Steam coin. Obviously, some things have changed since we released that, but you can go back and listen to that. But in the meantime, uh, the, the quick version is it runs very similar to EOS. They have witnesses instead of block uh, producers. There's, I think, 100 of them. So 51 of them are needed to make a decision. And you vote for the Steam witnesses with Steam power. So Steam is the blockchain. Steamit is the app built on top of the blockchain. And Steamit was supposed to be similar to a Reddit or like a live journal or like a WordPress or a Medium where you post like posts or blogs or whatever and people upvote and downvote and you get Steam awarded to you from the Steam smart contract based on how your how your post does. It honestly is a pretty cool uh, way to, you know, when you put, it's kind of like putting your money where your mouth is or, you know, like you earn money or steam while you make good posts. So instead of using Reddit as an upvote, it's just like, but the thing is, is that when you do that, now they're like different, like someone who has a lot of steam can just give something, a post a ton. And all of a sudden now it's seen by a lot of people. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic. It, so it was what ended up happening is it became a shithole because people figured out how to game the system. So they would vote each other up and basically no posts that had any value would ever get in front of you. I tried to make Steam work. In fact, the blog on our website is still our Steam account if you if you click on it because I really wanted it to be a thing, but it was just not fun to go around on. It's my least favorite social network that I've ever used. So Steam is the the token. And then there are two other things on the blockchain. There are Steam dollars, which are supposed to be basically US dollars. It's their stable coin, basically. Although not really. And there's Steam power, which is what you need to vote on the blockchain. So we'll go into a little bit more about what Steam power is, but this is still ongoing. But basically, Justin bought Steam. And he then had access to a bunch of the Steam tokens that are held in Steemit. So it became clear that he was going to use those tokens to take over the blockchain, or at least maybe not clear, but they wanted to make sure he couldn't do that. So the Steam witnesses, they kind of bricked his ability to do that. So he's got a giant pool of the Steam tokens. They soft forked the code so that his Steam tokens were not eligible to vote for witnesses. Because he had 68 million of the 200-something million that existed. So he could put whoever he wanted to have in charge wow. if they let that happen, right? And it was clear that he was that's what he was trying to do. Or at least they thought that was going to happen. And they were proved right. So, as, so they did the soft fork to stop Justin from being able to take over the Steam blockchain with his new purchase. But Justin then was able to reach out to all of the exchanges... And depending on what you think about what CZ has said about this today, he was able to either get them on board with helping him or get them tricked into helping him by saying it was a system update. So the Steam team only did a soft fork because they were being nice to the exchanges. They they were like, look, if we do a hard fork, all the exchanges are going to have to put in a new software system to deal with our hard fork. And then all of our users are going to have issues. Let's just soft fork this. We'll stop him from doing his thing. We'll be good to go. 
what they didn't realize is Justin could get on the phone with these exchange people or his team or their team or whatever and get them to do what he wanted. So he got Huobi, Binance, OKEX, like all these massive exchanges to stake their tokens and vote the way he wanted them to vote. So he he was able to get them to agree to basically activating his tokens again. That's crazy. So in order to do that, that means they had to create Steam Power. Now, here's the interesting part. When you create Steam Power, it's not like all these other proof-of-stake blockchains where you can decide whether you're staking on a day-to-day basis. If you create Steam Power, the only way you can turn it back into Steam at a one-to-one ratio is a 13-week power-down period. So these exchanges took user funds and locked them up for 13 weeks to do what Justin wanted them to do. And they get rewarded for that. But now people are like, hey, we want to... We want our money out of here. So Justin then sent Steam to the exchanges to cover people's withdrawals in this case. Uh, there was, so there was a quote basically from Justin that's saying for the next four to six weeks, the Steam it team will be using the voting rights to resume the order of the community while having an open channel for meeting community members and witnesses. They're literally saying like we have to return this to order because this this blockchain and its community members are fighting to the death to try and stop this guy from taking them over and it's failing because as we know dan leaves projects half fucking finished and he disappears and he acts like they're they're good dan larimer is the same guy who started the eos blockchain the issues that we have with how the eos blockchain works are exacerbated because there's even less people in charge so basically this is vitalik even called this out now cz didn't realize that is he that, again if you if you trust him he's the only one who's actually made a statement on this he said he didn't realize what the team had done they thought they were participating in an upgrade which is normal a lot of the blockchains will say hey this is what you need to do for our upgrade and then it gets approved and put into place as soon as he realized it he pulled the votes so they're powering down their steam and they pulled the votes out but they still have the the steam sitting there powered up they're not going to have it back for another 13 weeks yeah so he said that not only that he doesn't agree with what's happening he doesn't think that it's right and uh people are saying that he's like boys with Justin's son kind of like you i mean i guess people just accuse it's just one of those things people accuse people of being friends with Justin's son right here's a quote from cz i don't really know justin until he started i didn't really know justin until he started tron and have only met him a couple times at events after that. We have only talked business and haven't really hung out in any way. So I wouldn't even say I have much of a personal relationship with him outside of work. So he was a little bit, you know, he said he appreciates the work that he's done in the community, blah, 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 but that he didn't think he was transparent in this case and that they pulled their their vote. So his hostile takeover of this blockchain may not succeed but it was close. So, you know, this is going to be an interesting thing. If you like to follow this drama, this isn't like a that's a scam section. This is actually an interesting case study in a blockchain that isn't completely game theory optimized, kind of. Like, there's there's a way around it, an exploit that, in fact, the Steam Foundation has been working on. They knew that Steam it had too much power, and they've been trying to brick Steam its power for a long time, like two or three years. 
And they were okay with it, or not okay with it, but they were kind of getting around it. And then all of a sudden, Justin's son walked in there and started trying to exploit it. Yeah, the nuclear option comes in and is like, hey, guys, I got an announcement. And and they're they've even gotten to the point where they're having meetings. Justin's son's like, hey, we're going to have a meeting with what to do with the votes. Like he's having a closed door meeting kind of thing, like what happened with, you know, the, the people in the room with the Bitcoin forks and everything like that. So if this is the kind of drama you like, this is the kind of drama that may have price action ramifications, but it's not really an out and out scam. This is the blockchain working as it was designed. And this is where your fundamental analysis of these chains comes into play. We talked about our concerns with how these votes are structured back when we did the 101 on this episode. We didn't say this was a bad project. I said it wasn't fun to be on Steam anymore, but we did notice that there were some weird things. I didn't know that this could be taken over, but it just, you know, delegated proof of stake is definitely interesting. So you can go read up on that. You can read up on CZ's response. And there was supposed to be some sort of meeting today that I have not found the results of uh, for the Steam community or, or the Steam community trying to figure out what they're going to do about this. So, And apparently right now also the Steam app is not usable. Uh, it is in some sort of turmoil. So, It's definitely it sounds like a quandary they're in. And uh, maybe, it, man. This is just, a lot of blockchains are going to have a lot to learn from this, especially in the delegated proof of stake system, especially EOS. Honestly, as much as I will tell EOS it sucks and I don't think it's worth a damn, uh, the, the challenges that the Steam blockchain is going through right now are going to directly apply to the EOS blockchain. And if there are people that actually do have the interest of the EOS community or the crypto community as a whole at heart, then they need to take a look here and make changes before this happens. Yeah. This just feels like just like kind of one of those moments that you're going to look back and be like, we learned a lot from this situation and this is what we do. This is what we do. And this is what we don't do. And this Mm -hmm. is, and I'm curious to see how it unfolds. If this was Ethereum, this would be the equivalent of the, of the Dow hack. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking in my head. This is a defining moment for this blockchain. Do you want Justin Sun as your lord and savior commander? I certainly don't. I'm going to go on and check it whether I have steam power at all right after this episode. I don't even know if we do. If we do, that shit's going to whoever is not a Justin Sun voter immediately. Yeah. And now we and have since one we more- talked a little bit about Binance. Let's <laughs> since we talked a little bit about Binance, we have one more little thing to say about them. We'll yeah, see. so apparently Binance and the and uh, Binance CEO CZ and the OKX CEO um, kind of got into it a little bit after some unscheduled maintenance, like we were discussing earlier. How Binance sometimes has this happen. And on March fourth, they initiate. They said they initiated unscheduled maintenance and the work on to work on the exchange's infrastructure. And um, as a result. The maintenance suspended, Binance suspended deposits, withdrawals, spot trading, margin trading, trading lending, and um, a bunch of other things. And it's just like the futures trading was the only thing that continued as usual. And I guess a tweet 
sent by CZ explained that the sudden need for maintenance was caused by a message broker malfunction, which I'm not sure what that is. Maybe, you know, message broker. Nah, I don't know. Yeah. That, that doesn't, that's weird. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, I would be completely speculating if I was going to tell you, I had any idea what that is. I mean, I'm going to look it up real quick and probably still have no idea what it is. Yeah. Nothing really comes up, but so the OKX exchange uh, CEO then kind of responded by saying that basically said, hey, CZ, technically Kafka is a message queue system for log. It's not enough for trading system. Thus, the broker problem will always occur. Need help? Question mark. And then <laughs> CZ blocked him. And I was <laughs> like, so I, I don't really know. There's just kind of funny when you see some beef. You know, going back and forth. And in February, Binance users had to endure interface errors and like API timeouts while trading. And it's just kind of, you know, Binance maybe is having some issues. They had uh, February 19th. They also had some unscheduled maintenance. And um, it's really always hard for me to understand when something is just scaling issues, overloaded, like just Binance gets overloaded. Uh, maybe Coinbase gets overloaded, you know, but or if it's just kind of like, eh, this isn't really a regulated space. Maybe I can get around it when we know a lot of people are going to be cashing out. It's probably a mixture, but I, for the most part, I'd say that Binance, you know, they're they're going to have some growing pains here and there. And, you know, maybe they just legitimately did have these things happen. So I would like to point out, that not only did he get blocked, he got blocked within 13 minutes of making the tweet. And his response was, seems my help has been turned down right away. I thought CZ believed in blockchain community is open and free. My fault. Sad face. <laughs> and then he put the picture that he was blocked. I mean, uh, it's that- possible that CZ just has gotten used to the block button. So when he doesn't, you know, maybe there's a lot of haters out there and just block, he uses it very freely. Yeah, but it's funny that this jargony message might as well be like your mama in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, it, I listen, there's been some small like I've basically trusted CZ, right? That's the only exchange that I've really held money on for a long period of time and not a lot of money. Again, that I follow the rule that I tell you. The rule that I say is if my money disappeared tomorrow that was sitting on that exchange, it wouldn't even a little bit affect me emotionally, right? But I'm starting to see a couple of things that make me not so certain that Binance is where I want to park my funds. So, you know, just little stuff like this where he's blocking people, where he's voting for Justin Sun and then being like, oops, didn't really know, my bad. Now I've got to unstake your tokens for the next 13 weeks. And I don't know why you got a a Western accent there. That doesn't really make any sense. But I don't know, we'll we'll see. There's been, you, you know, there's... There's enough to raise an eyebrow at whether or not he always has the community's interest at heart. I think he does. I still think he does, but I'm willing to change my mind if some things happen. So I also always refer to this with uh, the hard thing about hard things, which is the book that was written by very good book, Ben Horowitz. And one of the things that are really a big takeaway that from that book was when you have a company of three people and you're the CEO, like you do even really want to call it that. It's different than when you have a company of 10 
And then it's even different when you have a company of a hundred. And then it becomes a completely different thing when it turns into a thousand, ten thousand. You know, like so CZ had the, you know, he start he was very honestly, Binance was the best exchange, I think, in two thousand late 2017, early 2018, because there were so many crappy exchanges out there. You know, yeah. and there were a lot of issues. Um, even Coinbase would have issues whenever someone was trying to they were trying to cash out. But Binance seemed to be the one that kind of came out of nowhere. But that was three years ago now. So maybe things have changed and, saw, you know, things are starting to wear a little bit. I don't know. Binance is now in the U.S. Binance is in a lot of different countries. Maybe they're spread too thin. Who knows? But uh, we'll see. I can't even use Binance U.S. I live in fucking Texas. Oh, God. But, you either die a hero, Adam, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. There you go. That's just the way it is. So I don't think we've had an exchange die a hero yet, though. <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. <laughs> maybe if he goes out on top, I, I have no idea. Um, you know, if I was picking a picking an exchange today that has the most of my trust, I guess it's going to be Kraken right now. Um, you know, that, that I can use. I can't even use Binance US, so they're not in my radar anymore if I'm picking a new exchange. Uh, it's cracking. So, you know, I've, I used to onboard on cash app for most of my crypt, my Bitcoin, but now they're charging fees. So they, they used to have spreads, but now they're charging fees. I used to literally buy two or $3 worth of Bitcoin at a time. And now it's got like a $3 fee minimum. So that's can't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, I think Kraken listed something the other day that I did not agree with. I, uh, but oh, come on, man, don't ruin it for me in 10 seconds. Let me have Kraken for an episode. <laughs> the only thing that they've ever done that I didn't agree with was not hire me. Oh, yeah. You're still salty about that, huh? I'm always I don't lose. So I, I am very there is no desalination machine that can tackle my heart. So anyway, if you want to tackle my heart, you want to join yeah. that conversation about whether I have a heart, whether I don't have a heart. Kareem will love to have that conversation with you because he's got a pretty firm opinion on the lack thereof. You can have that in the Discord. You can join us. Uh, the link is always at the bottom of every one of these episodes on the CryptoBasicPodcast.com website. We put that in a little bit better order. We're still working on it. We're still working on ways to, to make that better. Oh, wait. We're working wait, on wait, ways wait. to improve the content. Uh-oh. I agree, Brent. I agree. You should definitely join the Discord. Hit up the Patreon. You know, um, yes. get some fret. Can, can we still get uh, engine coins minted? Is that a? Yes, I still have, uh, I think, like sixty-seven of those left. Yeah, but so you... unfortunately, Kraken is listing Tron. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh. All right, well, take yeah. everything. I take all that back. Just stick to Coinbase Pro, I guess. I don't know, but I don't. I don't even know if I'm banned or not. So whatever. <laughs> but yeah, there you have it. Uh, I guess that's another one in the books for us, and. I mean, we'll yep, see we, how we said these... it earlier, but I just want to remind you, we're not financial advisors. Yeah, so, uh, we are not taking that as financial. Advice. Do your own research. Uh, wash your hands. And uh, yeah, whatever else. Do you have any other life advice, Brent? Like, yes. Sleep so with let a... me explain washing your hands. Uh, oh. There is a little thing that I heard on a cruise ship one time. It makes the most sense. You should be washing your hands front and back interlocking fingers, and it should take you. As long as singing a verse of happy birthday. So there you go. Sing happy birthday to yourself every time you wash your hands. Finish the damn song and you will have increased your chances of living.
There you go. This has been the Corona Virus Basic uh, podcast, and uh, yeah, maybe we'll have a one on one out soon. No, I'm just the kidding. CVP instead of the CBP. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, man. Okay, uh, we got to get out of here. We yeah. got to stop before we just sink the show single handedly. Uh, this is what happens when Kareem's not here to be quick. <laughs> it was pretty good. We had a good. We was good. Up, good. Up. All but, right. All right. Catch you on the flip side, basic bitches. Peace. Peace.